This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Episode 113 is episode 35, Modifying the Baby Steps with Marilee. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And every seventh episode, we replay one of our favorite Mm. episodes. And this one just happens to fall on a day where we'd normally have a guest on the show. Which is perfect. Yes. And this is a show with a guest on it. Yeah. And uh, we are excited to welcome back Marilee. She doesn't know she's being welcomed back, but here she is. She'll probably find out yeah. one way or another. Yes, talking about how her family modified Dave Ramsey's baby steps to become debt-free and how you can make some similar changes mm-hmm. um, and make your debt-free journey your own. Yeah, it was a great episode. Um, and I think, again, spread this message of freedom within our financial journey, that it doesn't have to be so black and white, but we can find a way that works for us with our budget and the way that we make money with how much money we make. So yeah, I'm excited to replay this one. Yeah. But before we get into our sponsors and the episode, we just wanted to take this time to give a little public disclaimer about what we believe Frugal Friends is about and how we believe that that's super relevant for what you may be experiencing in your online lives right now. And Mm -hmm. so if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that we're very passionate about it's not enough to just know what to do with your finances, but you actually have to put it into action Mm -hmm. um, to actually do it. So it's Mm -hmm. not enough to know that you shouldn't be getting Starbucks every morning, Mm -hmm. um, but you actually have to take the effort to start making your coffee at home. It's not enough to know, oh, I should start investing. I should start doing that one day, but you actually have to take the steps to become informed and to take chances to maybe do some things wrong, but to take steps in the right direction. Um, And so we have felt over the past several weeks um, 
looking at our our black brothers and sisters in the personal finance community and and realizing that knowing that their voices are are powerful and heard are important is not enough mm. and that we have not done enough to um, to amplify their voices on the platform that we have. Mm. Um, and so we just want to admit dropping the ball on that and mm-hmm. and to admit, and to say that we'll do better in the future. Mm-hmm. And just saying it is not enough, yeah. but to put action to it. Yeah. And this is one of the actions that we hope to be engaging in in our personal lives as well as in our professional lives. Uh, yeah, it's been a real um, soul-searching time for me. I know we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about this as well and kind of what what does this require of us for the platform that we do have? And this is one of the ways and also encouraging all of us to put our money where our mouth is too, that we can be supporting our black brothers and sisters in their endeavors with our money, with our voices, uh, with our support. And so that's, yeah, that's my desire. Yeah. Because we have a podcast, but you have a platform as well. And so, uh, I hope that, um, this, episode empowers you to take what you have and do with it what you can. And Mm -hmm. we have another uh, episode coming up uh, that I'm really excited about recording that I hope will also empower you to do what you can with your quote unquote platform. Um, So to not just know, um, but to, to do. And now our sponsors. And first our sponsors. Our first sponsors. Let's forget it. You know we don't have sponsors. <laughs> Let's get into the interview. Marilee, so great to have you on the podcast and really excited to talk about some of your debt payoff journey. We are a little bit long overdue to talk about this on the podcast. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be super stoked to hear about your journey. So let's start at the beginning. I mean, not like the real beginning, not like birth, unless that's where it starts. (laughs) But when and how... Came out of the womb with debt. (laughs) Yeah. Oh "Oh, man, got to get going on this thing. (laughs) I don't know, maybe. But Tell us, give us some background, like when and how did your debt-free journey start? Yeah. So my husband and I had both been graduated from college. I had been graduated for a couple of years and my husband had been graduated for about eight months. And the thing that really got us kind of kicked into gear was that I reread The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. So that's a book that I had read several years before when I was a freshman in college Um, But then I didn't have any debt then, and so I just didn't think much of it. So I reread it, and um, what happened was we had a credit card, and we were paying it off every month, but there was one month where my husband purchased something that was too expensive for us to pay off that month. Uh Uh-oh. And oh, man, I hated how it felt. It felt Mm. so, so wrong. And so I reread the Total Money Makeover and just went crazy. I just, I didn't like how it felt. I knew we had all these student loans that that we had carried with us from college. And so that was the real event that got us kind of kicked into gear and started our debt-free journey. So within a few weeks after that, 
we were making payments on our debt, on our debt, extra payments. Wow. Was your husband on board right away or did that take some convincing? I think he was on board pretty quickly. He and I were different in our approach to money. And hopefully I'll get to talk about that a little bit later, but he's much more entrepreneurial in the way that he thinks. And he's much more liberal with the way he handles money and the risks he's willing to take. But he did read the total money makeover as well and agreed with me that we should get the student loans gone. And so um, he did read it, get on board, and he kind of allowed me to take the reins and start making extra payments and doing the budget. He was happy to see me doing something other than just spending our money. So he was, he was pretty on board. That's a pretty cool place to start in having the common ground of having read a book. I think that that's, there's probably some good tips and wisdom in doing that, that you have a common framework to be discussing and then launch from. Is that how you found that to be? Or is that a recommendation that you would have for people? What do you think on that? Absolutely. If you can get your spouse to read a book or read that book, then I think that that's a terrific place to start. My husband is frequently suggesting books for me to read that, you know, investment books or um, all all types of things that he wants me to understand where he's coming from. So mm-hmm. I think that's very, very useful if you can get your spouse or significant other to, to read a book to get on board. Yeah. yeah. The, the Total Money Makeover was how we got on board uh, together. And my husband is not a big reader, but the Total Money Makeover is written in a way where it's um, got stories sprinkled in and it's more visual. So it's really, you don't have to read the whole thing like a novel um, to get the big picture. So that was really helpful for him. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Or there's audiobooks or podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Plug. Plug ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's all sorts of resources. I think I actually read it on my phone. Um, there's like a, an app where you can read free books online. And so I think I actually reread it on my phone and then I purchased the paperback copy for my husband to read. It doesn't really matter how you access the information as long as you access it. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. talked about in our uh, library episode, the apps Libby and Hoopla have a ton of eBooks and audiobooks. Um, so I'm sure you can find it on one of those. Um, yeah. But going back, so you mentioned your approaches to money. Um, they were different. Uh, expound on that a little. So I would consider myself um, n- neither a spender nor a saver. Or him. I, I can't really say that either one of us is strongly one or the other. We're both kind of both. But my husband is just so risk tolerant. He will put anything out on the line and he believes in himself. He's a really hard worker. He's really smart, but he just has a very high tolerance for risk. So he's willing to do things with our money that I'm not. And I feel mm. like I'm much more conservative. So I would rather be putting our money uh, let me give an example. Yeah. I'm much more conservative. I It's hard for me to take risks. It's hard for me to try new things. It's hard. It would be hard for me to start a business. Um, so for an example, I would, you know, at first thought, put our money in a 401k because to me that feels safe. For him, that does not feel safe. He does mm-hmm. not like that. He would much rather invest it in a business, invest it in himself, something that he creates. And that feels very risky for me. And so one or the other may or may not be better. It depends on kind of who you are, but we just have 
really different risk tolerance when it comes to what we do with our money. Wow. I really like the way that you're describing that, that it's not like, oh, one's, then you just said one's not necessarily better than the other, that like, this is how he is. He's risk tolerant. He's entrepreneurial. You are more conservative. He's more liberal. And I think it's really dignifying to not place like a good or bad on either one, but just Mm -hmm. to recognize this is where we both are. And so, yeah, probably Jen, you had a question about how, how do you negotiate that? Yeah, it's, I mean, cause it is great because it's hard for one, the person on one side to see the point of view of the person on the other side. So I'm really interested to how you guys got to this mindset. It's very tricky and we're still navigating it. I think we'll be navigating it our entire lives. But what it comes down to is that we have to find some kind of compromise. So we recently purchased a home and it was very important to me to have a kind of a beefed up emergency fund since we had that home. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about that. He's he's totally fine with taking that money and investing it in in um, business ideas mm-hmm. and investing in real estate and things like that. Lots he has a lot of great ideas, but for me that feels safe and he respects that. Mm-hmm. So he's allowing me to do that. But now we have this other big chunk of money, and I'm I say to him, I would rather take this money and put it in a four hundred one k. But I respect you and your opinions and beliefs and desires. So we're going to take that big chunk of money and it's yours. Do, you know, put it where you think you can do the best with whatever investment or idea Mm -hmm. that you have. Mm -hmm. So we, we have to both allow each other to take chances and to take risks and to do with whatever chunk of money we think is best. And that's what we're trying Mm -hmm. to do right now. But I think it will be always, I think we'll always be you know, trying to compromise with each other about that. And there's foundational things of respect and believing the best in each other that are coming out in those decisions, you know, and as we talk about and harp on episode after episode, it's not just about money. It brings out other value systems and how we relate and all these things. So yeah, for you, I I see a lot of this um, respect for one another, even in finances coming out in this, which is amazing. That compromise, recognizing that it's going to be a lifelong journey and it's not just discovered and here's the magic thing that you implement when you've got these two people coming together with their finances. So it's really yeah. helpful. Thanks for and that I, input. And I should also add that that is not always so easy and simple. Sometimes there's disagreements and sometimes it takes us weeks or there's a standoff on what to do with <laughs> money. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. not so simple and so cut and dry, but we're trying to work through it. So that's what we'll always be just trying to work through it and and solve each problem as we come to it. And I hope that we can balance each other out. Mm. Yeah. Even in a debt-free journey where you're trying to pay off debt fast, it's worth it to take the time to figure these things out because, I mean, a marriage and a life and money in general, those are lifelong things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Paying off debt doesn't last forever. So yeah, I love that. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also makes me think of, so like, over this time, kind of what struggles have you faced um, and like overcome? So in regards to this specific issue, like how we just uh, see money differently kind of thing? Anything. I feel like that would be a big source of it, uh, but <laughs> it obviously doesn't have to be. Yeah, that has been a big thing. I think a, a few months ago, we kind of got to this place where we were paying off debt really rapidly, very intensely. And we kind of got to this place where 
we wanted to reevaluate. And so then it became this, dis- now it's a constant discussion. Every time we have extra money, what we're going to do with it. Whereas mm-hmm. a year ago or two years ago, when we were really rapidly paying off debt, it wasn't a discussion. We put it towards debt period. Now, mm-hmm. every time there's extra money, it's Is it going to the emergency fund? Is it going to debt? Are we going to buy plane tickets with it to visit family? Are we going to put it towards a rental house? Are we going to invest it in a 401k? So now there has to be a a lot more communication. And and that's been a struggle that we've had for the last few months is trying to figure out what to do with that money since there isn't a super clear one single goal that we're working on right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're a single income family for the most part, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so true about the ongoing financial journey that that we're talking about in this. That yes, there's debt payoff, but then what happens after that? And you can be so singularly focused on one thing, but then when there are more options, holy smokes, there's a whole lot more to talk about and need to compromise on and be on the same page with. And yeah, there's always new challenges and barriers. Isn't that exciting? Yes, exactly. <laughs> But honestly, we're not done paying off our debt. So when over the course of about 18 months, we paid off about $50,000. And now we, for the last six months, have slowed down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And we have $18,000 left, all student loans. And over that time, the last six months is when we've had to make all those decisions on But that's what life after debt is like too. After that Mm -hmm. last $18,000 is gone, that's what it's going to be like for the rest of our lives is what are we going to do with this money? So, yeah. Yeah, I remember we did not prepare well enough when we were paying off our debt for that time to come. We stayed laser focused um, and our heads in the sand for two years. Um, And it was great uh, because we, you know, paid it off so fast, but we didn't plan what was coming after it until maybe like, a few weeks before we became debt free, and then mm. Hurricane Irma comes through mm. and falls on our house, and oh. uh, yeah, and and all of this stuff, and we were just very unprepared. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not like I would you know recommend against what we were doing, but I love the way that your um, perspective is on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've paid off a ton of debt. You have 18000 left to go. And is this correct? I see on Instagram that you've got a goal of having that gone in 2019. For sure. We yes. have to be able to do it in 2019. I know we can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. how, how many years have you been putting towards it so far? You've paid off 52000 in how long? It's been almost exactly two years. So we started January 2017. Okay. Yep. Dang. You guys are going hard at that thing. <laughs> yeah. Good and al- almost all of that was in the first 18 months. And so we really have paused quite a bit in the last six months, but we've also come a long way in the last six months. We've, um, you know, we purchased a home. So we've put equity into a home and some other things like that. Yeah. So. Well, I think that that's encouraging for for people to hear, for me at least it is, and I'm sure for our listeners, that you are doing this, but you're doing it your own way. You're making modifications along the way. You're doing what works for you. You're compromising with your husband who comes at finances a completely different way. Let's talk about some of those modifications. It sounds like you are somewhat basing this debt payoff journey and other financial things on the Dave Ramsey, like baby steps, but also that there's some modifications. Can you tell us like what those are and 
and and are you happy with some of those yeah. choices that you've made? Absolutely. So we started Dave Ramsey and we started that in January of 2017. And I was really a purist. That's just kind of the personality mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm. So for about 18 months, we were paying off a ton, like 3000 a month or something like that towards mm-hmm. debt and being really gazelle intense. And that was mainly on a single in- income. I do have a, a small side income, but that was was not really a significant part of it. Okay. So for the first 18 months, super gazelle intense. And then what happened was I started branching out in what kind of financial information I was taking in. So I started listening to other podcasts. I started reading books. So I started reading other financial books. A couple that I read were J.L. Collins' Simple Path to Wealth. Mm, Favorite. Yeah, it's a good one. And Smart Couples Finish Rich by David Bach. And Mm. one thing that I realized was that while I loved Dave Ramsey's philosophy and I realized that he has this brand that he's selling and he has to stick to his brand, even if there's some things that maybe wouldn't be the best for all types of people. Like my husband, for example, who doesn't want to work until he's 65 at his current career. Mm -hmm. So I realized that there's all these other people out there that have been really successful with money. Why am I only listening to one person or why am Mm. I only following one person? So after that, I talked to my husband and he's like, well, I totally agree. I, I would like to do some other things. And so one of the first things we started with is contributing to our 401k again. So we had um, stopped paying into our 401k, stopped receiving my husband's company match and we were giving up free money and, you know, it felt right Mm. when we were doing it at the time. And I actually don't regret that year or year and a half that we didn't do Mm. it, but we started paying into the 401k again and getting our match. Um, That was one of the first things we did. And and then kind of some other things snowballed from there. We, um, we made a move and a career change and we decided to purchase a home when we moved and it was absolutely Mm. the right decision for our family Mm. We didn't want to be renting again. Renting was expensive here. Um, we were going to have the cash that it took to to pay a down payment, and so it was the right move for our family. So, mm-hmm. couple of, couple of things like that, and then um, you know we have a larger emergency fund than Dave Ramsey would recommend. We're almost at six thousand dollars. That's to help if anything happens with our home, mm-hmm. and that just feels right for us. So those mm-hmm. were kind of some of the main things that we changed. But mm-hmm. um, you know, Dave Ramsey's baby steps—they're amazing, and I still mm-hmm. say I'm on baby step two because <laughs> it's the right framework. You know, it's the right framework. But we don't—we don't, we don't want to retire when we're 65 years old, and so we have to—we have to work a little bit of a different plan, our mm-hmm. own plan. Yeah, it's cool to hear you say that you saw value in sticking laser focus to one thing. But then once you got comfortable with that saying, hey, there can be more voices in this pot, I can decide for myself, Mm -hmm. there's freedom in this. Holy smokes, what a novel concept. I, yeah, it's, it's amazing that journey. I hear a lot of people branching off of the emergency fund thing. And I I think that's why we all have to decide for ourselves. What is that going to look like? I mean, I remember when I was newly married at 22 and I took a Dave Ramsey course and I heard thousand dollar emergency fund. I was like, heck yeah, I can do that. Like it was encouraging for me (laughs) that like, Oh my word, I can do this baby step. Like, yeah, that that's amazing. And now I'm like, 
that's not realistic. Like expenses <laughs> pop up that are far yeah. more than a grand. Mm-hmm. Like I need more than yes. that. So it's good for certain people in certain stages of life, but you've got to take into consideration what does your life look like? How many kids do you have? Where do you live? How do you get to work? All these things. So that's yeah, totally, that's- exactly. Yeah. And I see unfortunately like in Facebook groups and Instagram, like I see a lot of like baby step shaming. And it's so sad because Tell us about that, Jen. What is baby step oh, shaming? It's people when they're deviating off the baby steps. Um, Ooh. like the purists will will shame them and like make them feel bad for deviating from the plan. Cause that's another Show thing. Show me where those very people adamant. are. They're, they're, <laughs> I'm trolling. On there. trolling, Jill. But uh <laughs> but yeah, so Dave's really adamant about working the plan as it is written. And yeah, exactly what you said, Marilee. He's got a brand to run and it's so large. He cannot afford to have stipulations to every single baby step. So like mm-hmm. I have always understood why he does it. Uh, but I also <laughs> deviated from some of those baby steps. I just wasn't like yeah. uh, vocal about it because I can't, I can't be shamed. I'm not strong enough. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and make sure it stays off. Delete.me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete.me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete.me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So all those shamers, man, just freedom is better, so. And if you have ever been shamed for being vocally, like, deviant from a baby step, like, know that... (laughs) that you're okay. Like there are a ton of people out there 
and they get started with the baby steps and they do them and then they find other things that suit them better and they mm-hmm. they do just fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really Be haven't okay. received a lot of flack. I think it maybe it's just the way I word my posts. I'm a very like peacemaker type person. Yeah. I don't like confrontation. Yeah. So maybe when I'm sharing on Instagram, I'm just, you know, not as um, – assertive as some people are, but I really haven't gotten any mean feedback. I've gotten nothing but support. So yeah, I'm so well, glad to hear such a that. sweetheart on Instagram. Like <laughs> nobody, nobody should humanly be able to shame you. Instagram <laughs> feed is so sweet. So oh. you've got like, your kids up there and all of your encouragement. It's if you have an Instagram, you should definitely follow easy underscore budget. Mm-hmm. So good. Fun stuff. I love sharing our journey. It's been good for me. Yeah, lots of good tips on there too. Yes. So, this process is taking quite a long time for you. And there have been months where you haven't made like any debt payment, which I know that I would feel like super discouraged. How do you stay motivated through this? And how do you plan to stay motivated through 2019? Yeah, I am a very black and white thinker type of person. Mm-hmm. And so once once I've set my mind on a goal, I can't let go of it. Even, you know, even if it's not good anymore, I still hang yeah. on to it. It's just kind of <laughs> how I am. <laughs> and so I'm really motivated to get the, the debt paid off. It's it's such a concrete goal. And I think it's so important. Um, so back when we were talking about deviating from Dave Ramsey's baby steps, I think the best way to go is to finish baby step two and then kind of just fly free little bird, you know? And so I really (laughs) want to finish that baby step two, because I think getting rid of the debt is the perfect foundation to then figure out your financial future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm still really motivated to get that debt gone. And my (laughs) husband still is too, even though he has other ideas that are floating around in his mind. So Mm. On those months when we don't pay off anything, it really stinks. But we only do that when we have something else that's really important to do. So mm-hmm. we're buying plane tickets to go visit our family for Christmas. That's an easy decision, you know. Or mm-hmm. um, we're taking a little bit of money to invest in one of my husband's businesses. It's important for him to have the freedom to do that. He has a creative mind. And if he – I can't stifle him. That's not mm-hmm. right, you know. <laughs> and so – the things that we're replacing the debt payment with are very important. We're not just like spending mm. too much money. You know, it's not just a, a crappy month because we spent way too much and we didn't think about it. It's it's a no debt payment month because we had something else that was really important yep. to do. A, yeah. An active decision making process, not just whoops, how did that happen? But exactly. A- Oh yeah, no, we planned for this. Which exactly. speaking of that, can you talk to us a little bit about how you budget? How often? What does that look like? Oh yes, I love my budget. So I everybody says that, but seriously, if if you don't feel that way about your budget, it's just because you haven't reached that threshold yet. Mm. I used to feel that way too. Like <laughs> it's like you were enlightened. In- <laughs> yeah, really. Um <laughs> We, we had two kids when we were still in college. So I um, I had graduated college, but my husband hadn't yet. So we were really, really poor. And I tried budgeting so many different ways. I tried writing it down on an envelope. I tried tracking and nothing stuck. 
until that moment, you know, when I reread the Total Money Makeover and uh, my husband bought something on the credit card that we couldn't afford and we got really gazelle intense and I learned about zero-based budgeting, which is where you track every single dollar coming in and every single dollar going out every month. Mm-hmm. That clicked for me so well. I I had done just, you know, lazy budgeting before where I, I was keeping track of the things that I purchased, but it wasn't zero-based. So mm-hmm. once I learned a zero-based budget, I made a spreadsheet on Excel where I track every single dollar that comes in, every single dollar that's going out, and I make a column where I list what I've planned and budgeted for, and then a column where I list what I actually spent. Mm-hmm. And then I sit down about once a week and I reconcile it to make sure that everything on my bank account matches what's on what's on my budget. And I always sit down before we get paid and I'm just keeping track of it regularly. Otherwise, I get lost and confused if I don't sit down that often. So that has worked so well for us. That's amazing, Marilee. And it's so cool to hear your enthusiasm because it excites me. But I noticed that on Instagram that you you budget weekly. And that's part of the reason for my question (laughs) because I haven't heard that before. I hear people say monthly, if that... So t- can you talk to us a little bit about how did you choose weekly? How did that come about? Uh, do you like that? It sounds like you like that. <laughs> yeah. So I act- my budget is actually based per pay period. So I have like a little budget for all the money that we get the first time we get paid in the month and then a little budget for all the money that we get paid the second time. But I I actually sit down and reconcile it every week. So I'm not actually like creating a new budget every week. Mm. I'm just sitting down to make sure everything is squared away once a week. If I do it less than that, like once a month or every two weeks, there's so many charges coming in and out that I just get lost and confused and I forget what certain things were and it just messes up the whole thing. I can't zero it out. Mm -hmm. So I sit down every week to reconcile it, to make sure that I can get it zeroed out, know where every penny went and stay on top of it. Wow. I'm glad you mentioned that because monthly budgeting can be overwhelming and people that's the first type of budgeting people try, but budgeting per paycheck um, or budgeting weekly or even just reconciling weekly is a really great idea for starting and maintaining your budget. It's much less mm-hmm. overwhelming to track uh, transactions once a week uh, than once a month. And I'd say budgeting per paycheck is the smartest thing because that's when the money's actually coming in. Mm -hmm. And then you need to budget where it's actually going. So, yeah, I agree. And two degrees, this can still work for people who who do own their own businesses or aren't receiving those regular paychecks. Month to month, you can still forecast what you anticipate to be making based off of what jobs you have, what clients you have lined up, however that looks. yeah, because that's how I do it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I also like the reconciling idea. Thanks for sharing that. That's a really easy, I mean, way to stay on top of it. It may it may not work for everybody, but we love options. Keep throwing out yes. options because <laughs> there is freedom in this process. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know what I love even more than zero-based budgeting, Ooh. Jill? But I don't love it more than freedom, but it's still really right, great. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, freedom definitely better. But like second best is the, the bill, bill of the week. week. 
right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Marilee, every week we have a listener who shares with us their favorite bill of the week. And as a guest on the show, we'd like to invite you to share your bill. So I'm a busy mom. I have a four-year-old and a three-year-old, and I'm pregnant with our third. I have a working working (laughs) husband. And so by far, my favorite bill is our $14.06 that we pay every month for Amazon Prime because I do not like going out and going shopping. I order everything I can online and get it shipped to my door so I don't have to bring my screaming children out in public. (laughs) Yeah. Praises. The Amazon freedom of Prime. shopping at home. Yes. It's oh. the best. I need it. I'm never giving it up. Yeah. That's I think amazing. Amazon Prime was made for moms. Like, that's, What's the that's- weirdest thing you get through Amazon Prime? Oh, my gosh. Well, there's these little thing called um, tinkle razors, and I use them to, to shave the little peach fuzz off my face. They're awesome. If you don't have them, you need them, okay? I'm blonde, and I have, like, blonde peach fuzz on my face, so it's not like a mustache or anything. But they're these little tiny razors. They're called Tinkle. I mean, how weird is that? Like, that's a bad name. Okay, (laughs) but awful name. How did you stumble upon Tinkle? You're not just Googling that. Maybe (laughs) not. I saw it through um, an Instagrammer, actually, Mm. a, a girl named Michelle Money. And um, she's just like a beauty Instagrammer or whatever, and she just shared the hack. And you just use it to like scrape the peach fuzz off. Oh anyway, my, my face looks amazing. It's not furry, or, and and so that's the best thing I get through Amazon. That's They're awesome. like five dollars every six months, and you don't have to buy them in the store and be seen with Tinkle razors. Am I going to get a virus on my computer <laughs> if I look up Tinkle razors? I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to send you the link or something. (laughs) (laughs) We don't shut down. Hey, you asked. Okay, you asked. That is weirdest thing was. Yeah, you were right on it. You didn't skip a beat. Yeah, girl, that's not even the weirdest thing we've heard on Bill of the Week. So, (laughs) (laughs) who this? Oh, thanks for sharing that. I'm really glad that Amazon Prime exists for you, Marilee. It sounds fantastic. So good. Me too. If you want to submit your bill of the week, um, if you also love Amazon Prime, or you just want to call and say, who dis, uh, <laughs> please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Currently, our bill of the week tank is empty because we've inserted all of them into different episodes. So you could hear yours real soon. So definitely frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us a voicemail right there. Boom. Let's dive back in. How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. 
Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. Merrily, lightning <laughs> round. That's <laughs> not, we don't, we don't do those. I just like to say it. Okay. We have a lightning round, like just one question very slowly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be we fast. Don't understand I don't know. Concept. I just like, I just want to say no. it. Can you tell us a little bit about some side hustles for stay-at-home moms? Is that something you engage in? Do you have thoughts on this? Ideas, tips, what you got? Yes. So I've almost always contributed to our finances in some way. Because honestly, when you're a single-income family, any bit of second income makes a difference. You know, $200,000, $500,000, all of that makes a huge difference for your family. That's your grocery money yeah. or your fund money or your gas money or whatever. So I, I was working at a full-time job when my first son was born. Then after I quit to be a stay-at-home mom, I started nannying. That was one thing I did. So I brought my little guy with me and I I worked for a family who just needed help with their son in the summer and for after school care. And they made pretty good money doing that. Then when my second daughter was born, I started working for an appraisal company and I worked from home and I just basically did paperwork and um, processed the appraisals after a home appraiser was finished. And I did that for two years and I made probably about five to $800 a month doing that. Mm-hmm. And that was just based on the workload that I took on. And then um, I started doing easy budget. So, you know, I um, will talk more about that later probably, but I run my little Etsy shop and that was bringing in money too. It still is. And so I've always contributed just doing all these little things and every little dollar that's brought in helps my family immensely. So my thing that I would recommend to to moms, especially stay-at-home moms, if you're looking for a job, is to be creative and ask around. Mm -hmm. The way that I got that little appraisal job, which was awesome, was through a friend. And it was just a random little side job that only a couple people would, would hear about by word of mouth. But ask around on Facebook. Let people know that you're looking for something from home, and you'll be surprised what you can find. There are lots of jobs that you can do from home now. 
And, you know, word of mouth is the best way to find those little gems. That's great. Can you talk a little bit about how doable, how feasible, how reasonable is it for you to do some of these side things at, at home? Yeah, that's nice. It provides some flexibility, but you're still working. So what does that look like when you've got two kids, like two, almost like pretty much toddlers and then growing another human inside of you, which I'm sure (laughs) takes energy. How, how reasonable is it to be like, yeah, and I'm also going to throw on more work on myself. Yeah. Cause I hear that's like the biggest, when I talk to, to moms, that's their biggest holdup is like, but my when kid am I gonna still do exists. It? Yeah, absolutely. It's very tricky. So one of the reasons that I quit the appraisal job I was doing and just switched to easy budget was because I was only able to do that job during nap time. It required calling people for um, something for a short interview. Mm-hmm. I could only do it during nap time and it was really stressful. I had to get my kids down for a nap that day or I couldn't do my job. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really hard. So I think you've really n- nailed it on the head that it's tricky and it's not going to be for every mom. So mm-hmm. you need to find something that you can do in spare time if you want to do anything at all. Or, you know, it just depends on the mom. Some moms are twiddling their thumbs and wasting time on social media. I do that a lot. And they have time. They have time and they need and they want to be productive and they want to feel like they're contributing and they want to use this creative energy that they have. And a side hustle is perfect for that kind of mom. Mm-hmm. If you're a mom that's barely keeping your head above water and you've got one or a bunch of little kids around and and you're just, you know, you can't fathom Having yeah. a side hustle, it's not for you. What you mm-hmm. do is plenty. It's enough. It's very important. Kids need attention. They need time. They need love. And that's plenty. So just depends on what yeah. kind of mom you are, what season of life you're in. Again, freedom. Something that comes to mind for me here is that there's different seasons and there is different capacity. Some people do have capacity for a lot in their life, more than others. Okay. So that's like on the table, but also different seasons. So I'm sure that once this third child comes into this world, like that's going to make some shifts for you. And, and for others, you know, it's different when your kids are at home versus when they're in school and all of these things. So just, yeah, I mean, for again, freedom, freedom for everybody, but like for moms too, because I know that this can be like, well, what is other moms doing? And why can't I do enough? Mm-hmm. And why can't I? Da, 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 da. So this is just offering options, but yeah, the, the different seasons and the different capacities is a really big thing here. And what you said that if this is, this may not be for everybody. So don't feel like you're listening to this and that there's more pressure or shame to like take on something more. I yeah. totally agree. And, you know, most of what I was doing was out of necessity. When we were those first couple of side hustles, we we were so poor. We were in college and my husband couldn't work. He was an engineering major. We needed money or we weren't going to eat. And so that's how desperate mm-hmm. it was. Now it's yeah. less desperate, much mm-hmm. more flexible. So the seasons, they make a huge difference in what you're capable mm-hmm. of doing. Yeah. I totally agree. Nice. Yeah, there's this uh, Instagram post running around that says women are expected to work like they don't have children and raise children like they don't have jobs. Yes, and totally I, true. It's yeah, like you don't have to do both. There's there's grace and freedom. So I love your perspective on that, and I hope mm-hmm. all moms hear that and just realize like where you are right now is okay. And if you want to be somewhere else, then you can do that. But if you can't, then don't feel pressured to. Don't mm-hmm. feel guilty. Find what works for you. And what works for you may change next month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. So Marilee, tell us 
about Easy Budget and your Etsy store. You got some cool stuff in there. Yeah. So when we started our debt-free journey, we realized that I was very end-driven person. So I needed to know when our debt was going to be paid off or I couldn't even start this thing. (laughs) So my husband, he's a genius. He's an engineer. He's like, I can whip up a calculator spreadsheet that can calculate our debt payoff. And I was like, okay, sure. So he did. And it was amazing. Mm. And and we were able to plug in all of um, the extra debt payments that we wanted to make. We were able to plug in how much we wanted to pay towards debt every month. And it would it told us when we would be debt free, and that that end goal was so motivating for me. It's like I compare it to trying, you know, going out running and not knowing how far you're going to run, or like running a marathon, but you don't know if it's going to be thirty miles or ten miles. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference, you know. Yeah. And so knowing oh. the end made a huge difference for for us. And so. Then my husband's like, hey, we can we can market this. Like people need a product like this. There's nothing really good online mm-hmm. that really works. Look for- at that entrepreneurial <laughs> husband. Oh, it's him. Play. I know. I know. Yeah. He never he never stops, you guys. He's he's a serial entrepreneur. Um, so <laughs> most of like- them are. <laughs> That's yep. very Enjoy that life. <laughs> You've got a friend. So I um I started my uh, Instagram where I basically just started sharing our journey and then I started sharing the calculator too. And one of the reasons I decided to put it on Etsy and charge people for it and not just make it a free resource was because first of all, um, side hustle. Second of all, uh, I don't have a blog or anything. All I have is my Instagram. So I don't have affiliate income or anything like that. Mm. And because people really value what they paid for. If Mm -hmm. you get something for free or you know it's free, you might never open it. You might never look at it. You might spend one minute tinkering with it and then throw it away. Mm-hmm. Once you've paid for something, you value it. You want to use it. You want to make sure it works. And that's the kind of thing that I think helps people. So mm-hmm. I think I've gotten more people to look at it, more people to use it, and actually help more people pay off their debt by by charging for it on my Etsy. Yeah. And it's yeah. inexpensive for what it's providing. It's great. Yep, yeah. it's only 10 bucks. So mm-hmm. very cheap. And it's just kind of a neat little tool to have in your armory when you're paying off debt. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're serious about paying off your debt and you need a good debt snowball calculator, we will have Marilee's Etsy store uh, link in our show notes and definitely go pick that up. Yeah, you can find us easy budget on Etsy and easy underscore budget on Instagram too. Yes, definitely check awesome. both of those out. And thanks so much, Marilee, for hanging out with us. This has been super fun and enlightening, mm-hmm. and I've I've loved it. And encouraging. Yeah. You guys are fun. I need to do this more often. It's just fun to have somebody to talk to. You're welcome to do it. Here, there's <laughs> yeah. some voices, you know, kids yeah. are in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. It is yes. fun. This has been great. Thanks so much for having me on, you guys. Thanks for joining us, Marilee. Yes. Thank you so much for listening uh, to our interview with Marilee. I hope you, if you didn't catch it the first time, that you got something out of it. And if you did, uh, that maybe you took away something new. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's what there is to say about that. That's what I have to say about that. We also want to continue thanking all of you who are listening to us and for your 
kind, kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher like this one. This one's called Frugal and Fun, and it comes from Mary. She says, I love that Jen and Jill provide great advice about frugality in a fun and relatable way. I also love that they make a clear distinction between being frugal and being cheap. Great podcast for a woman in her late 20s who is trying to make smart choices with her finances. Mm, Yes, Uh, Mary. So helpful, Mary, to know who this podcast is great for. Yes. So others who are in their 20s can know they might get some good tips. Yeah. Even though we're out of our 20s. We are out of our 20s. (laughs) Yikes. But we can Um, can still talk to you. We can still be friends, right? We can still be cool. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So um, if you've been sharing on Facebook or Instagram and tagging us at Frugal Friends Podcast, um, send us a screenshot or just make sure we get it in our, you know, in our social media tags so you can be entered for a $10 Amazon gift card. And keep leaving us your reviews on iTunes or Stitcher and screenshotting those reviews and emailing them to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us. Both ways enter you into our drawing for today's Amazon gift card. Who doesn't want that? We will see you next week with a really awesome episode. I'm sure you're sitting on the like, side of your seat in your car. <laughs> just the side of it? Yeah, side. No, no longer yeah, the Just edge. the side of it. Wow. That's it. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Um, thank you for your seltzer earlier to get the stain out of my shirt. You are welcome. Yeah. It did get the stain out, mostly. <laughs> mostly. Jen, it's... literally, I got raspberry vinaigrette salad dressing on my white, white shirt, and... Jen very quickly offered me the very beverage she was currently drinking, which happened to be a seltzer, which I guess could get stains out. I think and soda I took water it does and I that. poured it on my white shirt. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I thought that that's no, I like happened. club soda is often used to get stains yeah. out, and it like I get it. It what your mind yeah. went to that's probably the same thing. Yeah. Zero calorie, zero Pretty sweetener. Similar, although I am seeing like a bigger stain <laughs> around <laughs> it here. It looks like a shadow. Yeah. I think. Well, it's all dried up now. We're ready for video on our next episode. Yay. Bye. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 